This is your Olympic hero and former WWE champion, Kurt Angle. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my guys, Clint and Noah. When it comes to covering sports, there is no one better. And believe me, that's true. It's damn true. From the Starcade Studios in Kansas City, Missouri, the pinnacle of hard-hitting sports talk, featuring weekly expert analysis and exclusive interviews. And now, here are your hosts, Nitro Noah Groniger and Mr. Electricity, Clint Schweitzer. And brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code STARCADE and make your bets on the big game make it count just like we do here on the starcade stories podcast starcade media here live on radio row and this podcast it's the best of radio row we've got some tremendous interviews we're going to get to them we're going to get to some predictions super bowl 58 is here we are here it's our fourth straight super bowl noah can you believe it in three of which have featured the kansas city chiefs the team we just happened to cover I can't believe this. I mean, after the way the season's gone with the receivers like Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, McCole Hardman, MVS making the just numerous amount of mistakes that they're making, but yet Rasheed Rice comes along throughout the season, and that was a key. This defense, them learning how to play with this defense and not trying to be the high-flying offense. They learned who they were throughout this season. That's Pacheco. That's Rasheed Rice. That's Travis Kelsey. But most importantly, that's this defense. Also, Harrison Bucker. Can't forget that. Yeah, and here we are. We uh, had some time at the team hotel um, that was on Wednesday, and so here we are on Thursday. We, we've got some tremendous clips for you that's going to take you and tell the tale from Radio Row, from Super Bowl 58, including guys like Super Bowl champion Brian Billick is going to be talking about the implications of this game, the importance of a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Also, Sean Merriman, our good friend, lights out. We're going to be catching up with him. Oh, you know it. Also, Lorenzo Neal, former Chargers fullback, quarterback, Charlie Batch from the Lions and Steelers. He was on our Arrowhead Allies show we do every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Central earlier this season before that Lions game that Kadarius Tony dropped uh, dropped away. But we have got that and a lot more. We have so many great guests for you today. I mean, like Clint said, we went to the team hotel and got a bunch of Chiefs, too, so you're going to hear from them. Yeah, let's get to that. Let's take you around and kind of what the experience has been like for us here, which has been a lot of interviews a lot of time spent talking about this game, talking about the careers of some of these players and coaches that we admire so much. It has been crawling. It has been busy. It has been a whirlwind, as you would imagine Las Vegas would be. And it is not disappointed in any shape or form. So let's get to that. This is the best of Radio Row here, brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new app, Pick 6. Pick 6 is the newest way for you to get in on the fantasy football action with DraftKings. New customers can make their first NFL picks and get up to 100 bucks back in Pick 6 credits if those picks lose. Just pick between 2 and 6 NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. For example, will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown? Track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code STARCADE. New customers can get up to 150 bucks back in Pick 6 credits if your first football pick set loses. 
That's code STARCADE only on DraftKings Pick 6. One offer per new customer. First qualifying pick set winnings less entry fees must generate negative number. Max reward up to $150 equal amount of negative number. Issued in non-withdrawable pick six credits valid for pick six use only. Expire after one year. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings pick six operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void were prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Here we are live at Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada. You never know who you're going to run into. There's legends everywhere, but there's only one, Lorenzo Neal. What a fortuitous moment. You guys had a little interview last night at uh, opening, opening night. night. Yeah. Now here you are today, Lorenzo. That was quite an event last night, my friend. My it, goodness. It was amazing just to watch. I think that might have been the best one with all the fans yeah. that showed up. I mean, it was like a full stadium. I mean, the stadium was full and watching both the Chiefs and Niner fans come together and just giving them opportunity because we know the tickets now are outrageous, ridiculous, <laughs> outrageous, and people can't afford it. Unless you got $3 million for a box or, you know, $250,000 for certain tickets. I, it can be a little bit out, I mean, you know, just a little steep or 7,500 for the lower, you know, for the nosebleed section. But yeah, I keep hoping those go down. Yeah. I'm like looking at those. Right, like, right, right, right. If only I if, could get to the 5,000. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's my, that's my mark too. 5,000. They'll be there, but it's going to be like two minutes before kickoff. So if you want to wait there and then, and then you're not guaranteed that they, they're, they're good. So it's all kinds of things that's happening, but yeah, it was, it was an awesome event last night just to see the pandemonium, see how many oh. the fans and what they're, you know, what they what they've been able to endure, you know, their teams, the ups and downs, the ebb and flows of games and just the season and to have these two teams, these two great organizations standing right now and being the only two. It says a lot. And it's a rematch of several years ago that it, it's a it's a great matchup and it's a matchup that people want want to see and whether it would have been Baltimore and the Niners because the Niners lost to Baltimore. But just the Chiefs, what they've been able to go through this year mm. this this has to be their finest hour and uh, i think for the first time you can't say patrick mahomes carried this team patrick mahomes carried this team to super bowl well he's the one i think this is the first year that you can say the defense oh, i yeah. mean if you look at this defense holding mm. baltimore to 10 points you know and and look what they've been able to do when the offense wasn't clicking and the receivers were dropping a ton of balls, and the inconsistency at the receiver position, the only position that was successful, which is probably the best that we've ever seen, you know, I got Gronk and, and uh, Manning on the phone, Gronk and, and, and Brady on the phone, but Kelsey and Mahomes, what they've been able to accomplish is, is, is unbelievable. So that's been the consistent. That's been unmutable. But the rest of the receivers in the court, and to see them just grind, and find a way and mm. now play at a level that they're planning on to get to the Super Bowl in spite of and have to go on the road for two games, this is definitely Kansas City's finest hour. Mm. Yeah, and have you seen a position group like the Chiefs receivers in a year actively hurt the team, especially not just with their play like in the first quarter, second quarter, but in crucial moments in late in games when they are trying to win, when the game's on the line and they're just not coming through? 
the good, bad, the ugly. I saw oh. you almost fall, Sean. I Sean. saw you. Watch out for that carpet there. Lights out. Sean Merriman just walked by. He's and on, I saw my guy just almost fall down right there. I like to see that, baby. <laughs> He's on the schedule for like 20 minutes from now. So yeah. we can't get him hurt before then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, so just, just watching the receivers, the way that they – it was like a band of brothers. I mean, it was the bad news bears. Let's be honest. I mean, let, I mean guys, let's pull the band out. You guys, look at you guys. You guys, oh, they're so great. Come on, guys. One of them was blind and one eye couldn't see out the other. I mean, they, they <laughs> was, they were, it was, I got a new word. It was ferocious. Watching these guys it. just drop, using that. Yes. <laughs> drop passes. You're like, man, they look worse than Roberto Duran. Hands of stones. I mean, these guys no couldn't, no Lorenzo, moss, no they couldn't catch a call. And now, but look, now, you know, now you see me, now you don't. The way that those guys, the things that they had to endure and what the, all the media and the things that people talked about these receivers and everything they went through, and now today, look what it did. Mahomes could have called them out, sold them, threw them under the bus. He knew those were his guys. And so I think you have a Kansas City team this year that's played with the bigger and a chip on their shoulders, and they said, no one believes in us. No one but us. And it's crazy to see two teams that are both in the same situation yeah. that no, with Detroit, everyone wanted Detroit to beat the Niners. Everyone's like the Niners were losing. It's just like, so it's like these two teams have so much to prove. And, and it's, and it's, and it's truly two teams with a brotherhood. So I'm, I'm excited about this game. Lorenzo, before we get to my real question here, Sorry, I noticed I took that over. you're, my bad. you're just, no, I look excited. Love it. Your middle name is LaVon. LaVon. Yes, LaVon. Lorenzo LaVon. Uh, can you say it a little bit? Put, put some, put some respect I, I will. on it. Let me hear you say it again. Okay. because Look I, at me in I, the I'm, eyes. I'm, 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 oh, no, no. I Look at me in the eyes. Together. Okay, okay, go. LaVon. Okay, that's a little better. Okay. Lorenzo LaVon. Oh, okay. Now it's exciting. I How feel about better. this? Okay, yes. Patrick LaVon. What? Did you know that? Did not How know about that. This? this one you don't know. My grandpa, Ray Carter, Clinton High School football legend, yeah. Clinton, Missouri, Raymond LaVon what? Carter. My great. So Are you kidding me? I've never heard that middle name There's in my life. Great now we connection. got you, my it's... grandpa, and Patrick Mahomes. We're all, all three linked. Does Mahomes spell it the same to capital L? And then A and then capital I think B it's or? just capital L lower A V O N. Yeah, there's no so there is a little. And I think my grandpa. But, but, but it's okay. It, it's yeah. okay. I mean, well, cut my legs off and call me shorty. I didn't know all <laughs> these guys had the Levon. I thought I was the only a Levon. You know, man. I'm blown away. I'm blown. Mile, not mind blown. Wow. My, now that we we can fester on that a little okay. bit, and if okay. my my grandpa were only alive to have seen Patrick Mahomes play, he I need, I, I need the a one cigarette. Thing I need a cigarette. Wow, that's. You do. That's a cigar. But is this is that Cuban? Uh, is it Homeland Security? Um, Lorenzo, the fullback position. The Chiefs, for instance, don't carry a fullback. You were one of the legends of the game. You, we had Tony Richardson here in Kansas City. Yeah. What do you make of what has become of a position that you? I mean, the grunt work that you put in, yeah. the years, the pounding, six touchdowns in your career to lead the way for other running backs, and now the position's all but. Non-existent. Yeah, Big Red. I'm disappointed in Big Red. I mean, Andy, me and Andy go way back. I mean, I almost played for Andy back in the day. I thought Andy was my guy, and he gets rid of the fullback position. They used to carry number 42. He was on the team. with No more carry, you know, just like. Michael Burton. My, yeah. yeah, I mean. I mean, come he went on. to Denver. I mean, it's just like, Andy, come on, Big Red. So this for that, you guys are going down because we're going to use huge no. check. Yes, you guys got to go. Come on, because we got to make fullbacks great again. I mean, that's what it, I mean, it's a great tagline. I mean, you think about the fullback position. I, I, I'll tell this story. I, I like to tell it. I tell it often. I remember being in kindergarten, 
We had show and tell. I don't know if you guys had show and tell. Oh, yeah. You guys are too young. To, I don't know. We're, we're, of our childhood. Okay. We're like 40, so. Okay, but, <laughs> but you know, show and tell, you get to bring whatever you want, your favorite toy, whatever you wanted to show and tell. I remember the teacher, Mr. Cole, he said, hey, guys and gals, at the time. Uh, too soon? Too we, soon? Okay, 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 okay. We love soon. it. Okay, too soon. Anyway. And we're canceled. Good night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the show just went off the air. It's all blaming on me. Blaming on me. Yeah, you are from hey, California, hey, Lorenzo. Yeah, I, I don't know. Exactly. I, I totally am. I can't believe you said that. How could you be so obtuse? I mean, like, <laughs> got me with a spin. Anywho, as I get back, so, so it's like, hey, look, I want you guys to bring your favorite fruit or vegetable to school and, and tell why is it special. I know you're looking at that finger, by the way. And and, a lot. And, and so a fallback, every, folks. Yeah, and everyone came in. Some of them brought strawberries and cherries and bananas, oranges, you name it, tomatoes, pretty tomatoes. And and they talked about their favorite fruit, vegetable. And grandma, I told grandma, I told my grandmother, I'd say, we've got to bring a whatever fruit or vegetables and, and tell why it's special. And she gave me, she's put in this little bag, she put an onion. And I'm going to tie this. I'm going somewhere with this. And so I, everyone talked and had their big old spiel about their food and vegetables and the cherries and strawberries. And I brought that onion out. And they said, I said, see this onion? Everyone looked like an onion. Ew, this smells. And I said, but it's the most disrespected vegetable in the group. Everyone looks at the onion as gross. But when you want that good hamburger, you call on that onion. When you want a good soup, you call on that onion. When you want certain food, you got to have that onion. Just gives it the flavor. And I think the fullback position is just mm. like the onion. It's been more disrespected. But when you want that good lead draw, when you want that ISO, when you want to get downhill, you call on that fullback. You call on that onion. That's why the fullback position be changed to the onion. It is Super Bowl Radio Row, Super Bowl 58, Las Vegas, Nevada. Where would you rather be than right here? We're with our good friend, Steve Johnson, former NFL wide receiver. Steve, the last time we talked to you, it was like in the early infancy of like video, Zoom, yeah. kind of, and it's like the first time we'd ever done it. And that's, we've come right. a long way since then. Right. It's good we've to see you in person. Way. Yeah, charging cars, maybe some flying <laughs> cars. It's, we living in a Starcade time right oh. now. You know? <laughs> well, clip that out. We're our producer back home. Uh, no, it's great to have you here, man. Just looking at this, you've walked in. This is the busiest day. Radio Row is a buzz. We got Jabberwockies over here. Dan Marino just walked by. Steve Young. Max Crosby's threatening us over here this right chief's helmet like what hey, do you make of all this craziness yeah, this is what it's about you know this is this is the love of the game you know not just about the game on the field it's a whole organization and a whole thing um logistics and things going on outside and this is just a little bit of it you know for us to enjoy it yeah what do you kind of make of this big game here we're here with the uh, san francisco 49ers versus the Kansas city chiefs seems like it's a Kansas city chiefs invitational they're here every year at least we hope that that right. continues right but what do you make of this mahomes versus mr irrelevant and brock Purdy? oh i love it i love it this is this is what it's about this is the motivation this is what dreams are made of you know you got a guy who's the who's the guy of the league the man of the league winning what three super bowls i believe and then you got the guy who was drafted the last round last pick you know, and he's in the Super Bowl. So it's just about, you know what I mean, keeping faith, you know, and that's and that's what that's what we see out of this game. Not only just the competitive side, but you can be at any you can be anywhere and you can still make it. You know, just that that's what I see about this. I mean, as a receiver in the NFL and you had a tremendous career, when you see the quarterback play, we we know Patrick Mahomes, two time MVP. I mean, it's guys like Justin Herbert can't get anywhere. And this is a very talented, big, strong arm player for the Los Angeles Chargers. You've got Joe Burrow's been to one Super Bowl, but he's had two injury-riddled seasons. 
this quarterback play, in my opinion, has never been at the height that it is right now. Yeah, Can you it, speak to that? It's, pre it's pretty special, though. You know, it's pretty special because there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, you know, for this QB play to, to be successful. You know, and that's about that's communication, you know, having that connection with your receivers, with your tight ends, with your linemen, you know, having that faith with uh, having a coach have faith in you to to, to check out the plays. Because every every locker room isn't like that, you know. Every locker room doesn't have a quarterback that um, that's allowed to switch plays and call and call checks, you know. So being able to do this is is just is excellent for all the athletes, you know, and and, and obviously us because we get to see uh, guys running pretty much fast break, you know, down down the field. We have yeah. a, a comment pulled up here, and uh, it didn't take long as we're live here for a Chiefs fan to well to call you out, Steve. He says. He tore my guy EB's ACL, shaking my head. Man, it's our yeah, first comment, yeah. and there it is. It's <laughs> hey, no, that that's good. I'm I'm happy that did come up, you know. And I just I want to speak on that, like as a so the lifestyle, you know, as a young athlete, you get into the league as a seventh round draft pick, you trying to just make the team. So whatever whatever coaches tell you, you got you you trying to do it to the utmost because this is your shot, this is your opportunity, and. Yeah, it, it was definitely a situation where, you know, Eric Berry came down and I was doing a crack block and they say, go go to the legs. That's what we was told. Yeah. So I had to go backside and make that play. If I don't, coach, go get on me. Um, and I didn't I didn't know he was I didn't know he was hurt. But when I did find out about it, I was like, I was just felt so bad. And I stopped I stopped doing that cut, that cut block. I didn't care what coaches said. I, I stopped that for good. And um. Eric Berry's one of those guys from the SEC. I'm from the right. SEC, so yeah. Tennessee yeah, guy. It, it was it was tough on me yeah. to have him go through that, but you know he prevailed and he he showed us a, a true inspirational story. You know, that's, right? That's cool. Yeah. We have another fan question here from Alexis Sandoval. Ask Steve if he still raps and how your boy is doing. Hey, yeah. So <laughs> hey, so my cousin, your boy Rich Rocker, he's out here right now. He actually got the theme song for uh, NBA 2K. You oh know, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be doing um a creator summit on Friday, and where we got a lot of guys from NFT and the music world. Um, coming together and just networking and, and creating, kind of like how how this is. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of good vibes and entities coming together. Yeah, tell us more about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I connected with um, a group called Pigeons of New York, and they they do NFTs. What they do, we partnered up to get tickets. Um, uh, we fed we fed uh, families, you know, out in, out in Western New York. Uh, we had jerseys giveaways. We do a lot of interactive things for the social community, and uh, so yeah, we we met like two years ago at an event similar to this. And, uh, you know, we've just been putting them on every year. And uh, now we'll have one on uh, another on Friday. Coming oh, up. That's amazing. And tell us a little bit more about that event, what people can expect from that. Indeed. You know, so you can expect to hear from a lot of different creators from around the world. You know, um, the main the main thing is for them to understand community and unity. You know, it was all based off of our club, HBHF, the business that my wife and I created for uh, the student athletes and entrepreneurs. This was just to shine light on on that, you know, um, None of us would be where we at if we didn't have help from somebody else mm -hmm, or a sure. vision from someone else. And we just getting it back to the basics. There's nothing super um, tedious or like ex super extravagant. It's just the it's just the basics, and that's what we teach at our um, at our club HBHF Exposure Academy. Love that. And do you feel like you know you coming from the JUCO ranks to get to Kentucky, which we'll talk about that in a minute? A Southern California guy winding up in Lexington, Kentucky is a whole story in and of itself. <laughs> it started out at the JUCOs. Do you feel like that that kind of propels you into this? situation to be able to talk to kids and talk about how because i mean I, I went to juco too we both did yeah we, we skipped a final together uh yeah. freshman year <laughs> <laughs> hey it's a different world you know it's a different world i think whether you go juco or not you can still get out and speak to people because we all got different situations 
I just feel like when you come from a JUCO, you go through a little more situations than, yeah. you know, than the others would. So it gives you more uh, wisdom to speak for, um, for these kids and these student athletes and, and that, that turn into entrepreneurs. So that's why we go out and do what we do. And you are looking live at Super Bowl Radio Row in Las Vegas, Nevada. Charlie Batch is with us, former NFL great, and he's mesmerized by the, like, eight by four yeah. sign we've got with him on there i'm impressed good. i'm impressed it's a, good a little tight so it had to be a little small Charlie. <laughs> unbelievable that we had you on our arrowhead allies show right before the chiefs lions uh season opener this year lions won that game and the lions did fall just short of the super bowl though here we are chiefs and 49ers welcome to las vegas my friend you surviving okay so far we got a long week ahead hey i'm surviving this is a long day it's been a long 24 hours so far because i got here because of the delays and of course my bags didn't make it with me so that was a challenge. You all nice. had the same story. No, that's our worst no. nightmare. Okay. Yeah, I had to. So I had to go back to the airport at midnight because they picked my bag because they didn't start delivering until seven a.m. They said there's a two to four hour window to get your bag, and I'm like, well, I need to go get it. So a little lack of sleep today, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, your bags didn't make it here. Neither did the Detroit Lions. We were hoping oh, no. for it. We were pulling <laughs> for you, and that just would have been such a great story. Do you think Dan Campbell should have kicked that field goal? You kick the, take the points. You, got yeah. to. you have to. And then you, when you don't, obviously, we're talking about those particular decisions. I get it by being aggressive. But in that particular game, the way that their defense was playing up until that point, you have to now kick, take the points because I didn't think that they were going to at least go out, and, you know, put two successful drives together, let alone three mm -hmm. in that potential manner. Well, here we are, the Chiefs. This is kind of old hat for them. Trying to go back to back for the first time in 20 years since the Patriots did it in 03 and 04. When we talked about this Chiefs team going into the season, we were a little worried about the wide receiver room. That came to pass, but this team has really turned over a simple formula. Don't turn the ball over. This defense is playing great, and you're going to win. This team's a different team in the playoffs, are they not? Yes, they are. And I mean, the, the manner, the aggressive approach that they take on a defensive side of the ball, they're just saying, hey, if we can now force you to punt, give Patrick with a, uh, one or two extra possession, he's going to win it. That's the philosophy there. He's not going to go out there and make that, you know, the terrible decision that's going to cost you the game. And that philosophy allowed them and propelled them, especially when you're playing against a tough Baltimore team. So I like where they're at. It's just a matter of, man, I just, after a while, you just get like another Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes here. Oh, but, I know. But I love it. And, and, and I love it only because, and, and this is when even when Tom Brady was going through his yeah. run, right? It was, as long as the Steelers weren't playing, I was rooting for Tom because I'm like, we'll probably never see this record broken again. We talked about Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana for years. Now it's Tom. And then when Patrick was asked that question, he's like, oh, I'm not even halfway. I don't even thinking about it. Uh, the competitor in you is thinking about it. You want to get those championships because you never know when you're going to get back to this point. So now I'd shift that over to the Chiefs. If Patrick was in it, man, I want him to go out there and win yeah. it, man. I really do. And you mentioned that. Maybe Patrick's not thinking about it, uh, but I am because I know how important three yeah. and one versus two and two is in the Super Bowl for his legacy and chasing Patrick Mahomes. So can you talk a little bit about that, how important that three and one is, Mark, to get to if he does want to catch those seven Super Bowls that Tom Brady has? And that's it. I mean, people talk about, you know, he went to 10 Super Bowl, but yet they talk about the losses. No, the, the, the thing with that is, and what makes it oppressive, is the fact that when you get to this particular point, you know when you leave the field, either you're a champion or you're not. doesn't get any clearer than that. It's one thing being an NFC championship or AFC championship game, but no, this is where you want to be. And when you have that experience, and of course, as teams change, and you have younger players or newer players who are new to your team, when you have that veteran guy to say, guys, I got at this, let's calm down. The players can take control of those conversations. It's not always the coaches having to tell these players what to do. You understand the expectations. And when, not only when you're talking about Mahomes, you're talking about Kelsey, and you're talking about all of these veteran guys. Hey, man, 
that's what makes great teams when players are able to police themselves and don't have to worry about coaches doing that. Charlie, you're a Pittsburgh guy, obviously a great one with the Steelers, Super Bowl champion. We witnessed an interesting phenomenon heading into the AFC Championship game, which was Steelers fans saying, I hate to do it. I hate to say it, but we got to cheer for the Baltimore Ravens. We got to get these Chiefs out of here. <laughs> From a divisional standpoint, it's something I can't comprehend because I'm like, wait, if the Ravens are out there doing that, shouldn't that be us right now? It should be, but I think when you beat that team, when you beat a team that you're, you're uh, when the Chiefs are playing against, meaning Steelers beat the Ravens twice, you give the t other team blueprints on how to mm -hmm. go out there and do that. And I look at this and it's very similar to our Super Bowl run in 2005. Whenever the Colts, they were 14 and 0 at one point, everybody was talking about going through undefeated, but yet the Chargers went in there into Indianapolis and beat them. That gave us the blueprint mm. three weeks later to say, hmm, we're going to go back and study that film. And literally everything San Diego did, 3-4 defense, we emulated that and went into Indianapolis, got on top of them. We ended up beating the Colts in their home, uh, in their stadium. And then we had to go to Denver the following week. That's very similar to what just happened here. Okay, we're going to, you better believe, you better believe the Chiefs went back and said, okay, look yeah. at the Steelers' defense and see how they went and how they attacked the Baltimore Ravens and ultimately allowed the Chiefs to go out there and make the plays necessary to come out of that M&T Stadium yeah. with the victory. I want to ask you about Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. Everyone's saying this is the worst year of Patrick Mahomes' career because of the receiver problems and the issues and the skill players. But Brock Purdy, a lot of people want to call him elite, and then some people are trying to tear him down. Oh, look at the talent around him. He's got Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, this offensive line, Trent Williams, the left tackle. So talk about those two and just what you see in Brock Purdy that does make him this great quarterback that did lead them to the Super Bowl. Well, I would much rather have that conversation versus saying, hey, you have the talent in the manner of Josh Allen, but don't have the talent around you. Yeah. Right? So it's always a flip side to that particular conversation. But this is today's NFL. Today's NFL is built around a young quarterback on a mineral salary Build around it until it time, comes time to pay your quarterback. They can do this for the next couple of years, and then when it comes time to take paying the quarterback, guess what? Somebody takes a haircut on the other side of another position, or they ultimately get released. That's just the business of the NFL here right now. So I love where he's at, but I think having the opportunity in week one to watch Brock Purdy in Accusure Stadium against the Steelers and the throws that he were making in the course of that game, I said – now I can understand why they traded Trey Lance yeah. before the season because they saw what he was capable of doing and then ultimately being at this point made that decision well worth it. Hopefully they can, you know, that they finish it off, you know, it even puts a cherry on the top. But it just gets to the point of the work that you have to put into it regardless of the talent that you have around it, and Brock Purdy's been able to do so. Well, where would you rather be than Las Vegas, Nevada? It is Super Bowl week. We are here at Radio Row, and Sean, something just feels a little too familiar Sean Merriman lights out is here we did this last year the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl ho-hum we're back again I know you're staring at the helmet here the figures the thinking about the Super Bowl trophies and maybe another one on the way I, I think so thank you I think no, no I, I mean <laughs> you know why because you you at this point you just can't pick against them I no. think that more so than anything that's what it come down to is just the your 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 best bet is just not to go against Patrick Mahomes. Your best bet is not to go against because they already beat two teams that were better than them technically, right? Yeah. In my opinion, mm -hmm. you could you can argue the Bills maybe, but definitely the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And they found a way to win. So how are you going to go against somebody that find ways to win games? Yeah, we were joking with Brian Billick earlier and said, you know, there's a lot of media here. There's a lot of people analyzing this game frontwards and backwards, and everybody wants a prediction. And really, when it comes down to it, Brian Billick just said it's it's Patrick Mahomes. So I guess we can all go home. 
Yeah. What, what are we doing talking about is Patrick Mahomes? That's the analysis. We could talk about the running game. We could talk about defensive and rankings and stats. Patrick Mahomes. Right, look, and, but you said the defense too. So yeah. that, that's, that is a factor. That, that, okay, that, sure. that's one thing that I don't think has received the credit that they that they because the star, like you said, of Patrick right. Mahomes, the the star side of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, the things they can do on the offense side of the ball. The reason why they play in the Super Bowl, guys, because of their defense. Mm-hmm. That play, yeah, that, right. that play they made against Flowers going into the end zone, he scores. That that's a different football game. Oh, for sure, that's a different football game. So you know, uh, tranquil, right? The former Chargers kind of like balling out of coming control, up big. coming Insane. up big. And so the defense is not going to ever get the credit when you got a star quarterback in presence. Yeah, and just kind of talk about where this offense has been in this team, this Chiefs team. They were down a lot of the season. Receivers making a lot of mistakes and. What are the, like the Broncos fans and Raiders fans and of course the Chargers fans thinking? I'm sure throughout the season, like finally they've come back to earth. Finally they're going to get their due. Someone else is going to be in the Super Bowl, and now here they are again. So what do teams like the Chargers say? You know the amount of people that jumped off the bandwagon when they lost against the Lions the first game of the year, <laughs> right? Because you know no no Chris Jones obviously, no Travis Kelsey in the first game of the year. You don't you know Lions are riding high off of last year and how they ended. So okay, you, you got to give me right. You had to, you, your stars went on the field. They had some some games this year that they just didn't look as dominant yeah. as mm-hmm. they once were. The thing would change with me, uh, my my idea and how I look at Patrick Mahomes is last year when he was playing on that hurt foot in the AFC Championship mm, game. Yes, right. We all know he's a great quarterback and intangible intangibles and things he's capable of doing. That to me showed a different side. Like you know what, if you can't beat this dude on the bum foot, he iced the game running ten plus yards at the end of, end of that game. Yeah. If you can't beat him, then then how are you going to beat him healthy? Mm, and sure. and now and so now my my how I look at Patrick Mahomes is that it is his game to lose if he doesn't play as well because if he plays well ain't no beating him. Well, we got to talk about things from a Chargers point of view. You've been to games this year. You've been to SoFi Stadium paying twenty two dollars for one beer. Although that that price is getting dwarfed here in Vegas. I got to be honest, the price gouging is a little little much. But you've been around. You know this team. Jim Harbaugh. He's here. You've probably talked about it over the last few weeks quite a bit. You got Sean Payton in this division. Antonio Pierce saw him right over here, man. He brings an intensity to that organization. Jim what, what can Jim Harbaugh's been to a Super Bowl. He's won wherever he's been. What does that mean for Justin Herbert, the Chargers, this organization, when they're trying to catch what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have done? Yeah, well, well they first of all, you're right. Um, forget talking about the Super Bowl. Forget talking about the playoffs. You, they got to be the best team in the division. Right. Because the best team in the division is also the defending Super Bowl champions. So you got to start there before you even look in playoffs or Super Bowl anywhere else because the best team in the NFL is in your actual division. So one thing that Jim Harbaugh has done, we don't we don't know he's going to come in and just turn everything around. And we, we got everybody has sure. high hopes, but his resume shown that that's what he does. Yes, right, and he he's done it with less talent in both college and the pros than he have with the Chargers because we all know the ta- the Chargers are a talented team just under uh you know d- didn't play up to that level in yeah. order to make the playoffs you know just an underperforming team and so you walking into not not too many opportunities where you get a franchise quarterback a Cannon Island a Bosa a Khalil Mack a Derwin James and a coaching vacancy yeah, yeah. that just yeah. It, that it doesn't happen so, you know, I know everybody's talking about it's good for the Chargers, but it's also good for Jim Harbaugh because he's been looking to make that jump anyway. And so if you're looking to make that jump, what better way to make that jump with, with a franchise quarterback there already? Yeah, and uh, in here in Kansas City in kind of the late 90s, we had Elvis Gerback and Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon was already on the team. They went out and got Elvis Gerback because they thought he's the prototypical quarterback. Rich is running around back there, not the strongest arm. I don't know what that is. But 
Elvis Gerback, he's the prototype. I mean, he's a big, tall quarterback, has a strong arm, could get it downfield. Do you think, relating that to now, Justin Herbert maybe has the tangibles, but we're still waiting to see the intangibles? Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. But I think the intangibles are there. It's been a consistency as coaches. Yeah. I mean, he had, what, four four offense coordinators in, in his tenure there. Mm-hmm. Guys, that, that that's I mean, even as a defensive player, if you got a defensive scheme coming in, yeah, there that this word means that to that coach, that word means a, a, a left or right side as a quarterback, that's like learning a whole different language yeah. coming in. And so, you know, you go from what they had before and you go to Kellen Moore, that didn't pan out like they wanted to. New head coach coming in. Now he's forced to learn a different system. Now the only difference in this time, you're 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 working with a quarterback friendly coach. Yeah. That that works specifically well with quarterbacks. For sure. So it ain't no he's, – he's not coming and putting too much on his plate that he can't handle. He want him firing the ball and using this intangibles and not out there thinking because that's what I saw in this offense that too much this year. Too much thinking and not enough playing. Sean, I got to be honest. I see most of my epic knockout videos from you on Instagram. <laughs> Sign him up. <laughs> Lights out. XF. I think last year when we talked in Phoenix, you were working on maybe three or four Lights Out XF, your yeah. third or fourth event. You're coming up here Friday, February 16th. It is Lights Out 14. Yeah. Talk about what this endeavor's meant, what it's been like, the, the kind of the ups and downs of a startup and what it's like in the competition realm of extreme fighting that's out there. And you've got, God, there's now a slap fighting. Yeah. League. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot out there. Yeah. Well, I, I think this. Um, yeah, I've been around MMA, the sport in general, for 17 years, right? I've trained with some of the best fighters in the world, been around them. Uh, so I understood the combat sports lane in the first place. And obviously getting into TV, broadcasting, when I got done, understanding how TV works, it was a, it was a match made in heaven of, of me being in this business. I think for us, um, we obviously know the big dogs of the UFC. They always will be, and I don't care who gets into this business and think they're going to be bigger than them. You can't. Um, but we got some cool verticals coming. We got an up-and-coming stars that I, I think will have a real shot at the UFC after this fight. But, two, we have the uh, lights-out tech glove that's coming that we're going to be able to measure speed, power punch, G-force in this fight. Um, and just getting this data as accurate as possible wow. because we, we want the fans and the people at home that's watching us on TV or wherever you're watching us from to get more information. So if you know a guy can get knocked out by this amount of G-force and this and that and third – Th- then that's a you know that's a big deal. We partnered with a you know a company called Shot, Tra- Shot Tracker who had the technology in NBA and, and, and a couple other major leagues. But we have it for combat sports, and we want to really get this data dialed in. For one, the betting companies are going to love it. Yes. You know, we know they're going to love it. The healthcare companies, but more so, man, just to uh, have that fan engagement of people just watching us at home because you can be great in your own realm. You don't have to try to be as big as the UFC or, or be better than them. You just have to do something to get your fans more and more interactive and information. I'll tell you what, you never know who you're going to run into at Super Bowl Radio Row. We're in Las Vegas. Where would you rather be with Super Bowl champion Brian Billick joining us once again? Welcome to the show. How's everything going? Is Vegas treating you well it's so great. far? It's great. And other than the rain, I came out to get a little golfing as well. And then What is I'm, going on here? I know. I'm from California, so it's okay for me to rip them. But yeah. it's another <laughs> crummy thing California's throwing at us now. They threw this That weather they had in L.A. is coming through here, and it's upsetting my golf game. We are from Kansas City where it is 10 degrees warmer and sunny today. What, uh, how about what that? What world do we live in? I know. This is crazy. It'll be nice tomorrow.
Well, one guy from Kansas City that you brought on your team in 2001 is Elvis Gerbeck. Yeah. After Trent Dilfer winning the Super Bowl, you bring him in there. I always thought of him. I kind of think that's why the Chiefs went with him over Rich Gannon is because he's the tall, physical stature quarterback with a great arm, all the tools, maybe the tangibles, not so much the intangibles, but you can talk about that more. Well, it's, I thought it was a great pickup for us. People got to remember that, you know, we were trying to repeat as Super Bowl champs. We felt like we needed more down the field presence, uh, great physical skills. And came in and did a great job. We, we, we people forget we and we ended up winning the division, going uh, to the divisional round in in the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, but we lost Jamal Lewis in training camp. Mm -hmm. So now we, you know, we even more so now was going to rely on his arm. We had a great defense, but now we were going to have to rely on his arm. And 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 uh, Elvis did a good job. Yeah. Well, talk about that. I mean, obviously, winning the Super Bowl in two thousand, building one of the great defenses in NFL history. With the game being so hotly contested today, it seems like we went through a time where in Super Bowls, especially in the NFC in the in the 80s and early 90s, where there was just blowouts. You guys were able to just completely run and hide from the New York Giants in the second half. So games are so hotly contested. I feel like when you got, you know, a Chiefs and 49ers, we've seen Chiefs and Eagles last year, Chiefs and Niners four years ago. Man, these games are hotly contested. And we expect nothing less on no, Sunday because they're good football teams, and yeah. and it comes back to you're right. Back when we won our championship, first championship, and then uh, Tampa after that, New England after that, that was a time when you could win with dominant, great defense and good, solid quarterbacks. We had Trent Dilfer, uh, Brad Johnson, obviously in Tampa. You had a young Tom Brady. This was before he was the goat, so they relied on game management, run the ball, play great defense. It's because we were coming out of the the Aikman, Marino, Montana, Elway years. We had not yet gotten to the Mannings and the Breezes and the Rodgers and that group. So there was a real voice. So you could win with that. Today's game, you bet you got to have a quarterback. You got to have a guy. Doesn't have necessarily to be a Hall of Famer, but you got to have that guy. And both these teams have that. Uh, well crafted teams. It's going to be a great game. Talk about uh, Tom Brady, the GOAT there, and Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people are saying he's chasing him. How important is this for his legacy uh, just to go 3-1 and one in Super Bowls instead of 2-2? Two and two? And do you think he can catch Tom? Oh, yeah. No, it's just a tincture of time. And I think they recognize that, you know, because he has been just magnificent. I've been saying, you know, as you size up the game, San Francisco is an outstanding team, and there's a number of elements you could put out there and say, okay, this is why San Francisco is win. But the answer, there's always a counter answer. When people, okay, well, they got uh, McCaffrey and they're going to run the ball and, and they're so physical. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes. Well, but then they do that and they play action. They got killed down the field and you got the, but they got Patrick Mahomes. And defensively, they put a four-man rush on. They don't have to build the boxes, but they got Patrick Mahomes. That, that That's the wild card here. That's how special he is. That was my analysis for the uh, Chiefs-Ravens game. The Ravens yeah. looked like the better team all season long. They blew out all these really good football teams. So everything in my mind is telling me Baltimore Ravens, but then I just left it at, but Patrick Mahomes is in inevitable. And the way the game <laughs> unfolded, uh, you know, in Baltimore, they were put in on very uncomfortable circumstances. They're the team that usually gobbles up the clock, has the time of possession. And the game unfolded. The Ravens go three and out. Kansas City goes length of the field in six minutes, gobble yeah. down the clock. Baltimore scores, okay? Then Kansas City on a 10-minute drive, drives the length of the field, and then they get the turnover. Yeah. So it put Baltimore in the very uncomfortable position of, okay, we got to catch up. And now it put Lamar Jackson in mind frame. I got to catch up with Patrick Mahomes. That's not where you want to be. Earlier in the season, the Chiefs went through a rash of problems, ups and downs. Receiving core was just lost, seemingly. When you have a, a position during season – that is less than that is that is in many ways failing your team. How difficult is that as a coach to 
make that adjustment midseason? Is it up to a player like a Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback, to rally that and to get things right? How do you fix something like that in the middle of a season? Because the Chiefs seemingly have done so. Well, I, I think what it was, and when people talk about, well, the Chiefs aren't as good as they've been, I don't think that's valid. They are different. And when you, when you're, before, you know, it's Tariq Hill and it's Kelsey and we're throwing down the field and we're doing all this and people got to keep up with us. They were a very physical running team. The personality changed, and rightfully so. Pacheco is a good physical mm -hmm. back. When you, and, and you play great defense to it. And the job that Steve Spagnuolo done spe spe spectacular. When you play with that formula, even with a Patrick Mahomes, there are tighter margins. You're not going to have as many blowouts. It's not going to look the same way. It's going to feel differently. So they are a different team now. That's going to be the thing I look for is do they, and we saw that San Francisco had given up some runs uh, and some physicality to Detroit. Uh, they did to Green Bay. Uh, I can't imagine that Andy Reid is not going to give them a heavy dose of Pacheco early to test that front seven of the 49ers, to make this a physical game, uh, to buy up a lot of that clock. And then Patrick will do what he does and makes the big plays down the field. Uh, and, and, and that's going to challenge the 49ers as to if they can indeed. I'd be very surprised if we don't see them come out in a heavy dose of Pacheco in the first quarter. You mentioned the run game. You mentioned the defense. Is that something moving forward that you think the Chiefs want to do or something they've kind of fallen into after getting rid of Tyreek Hill? I've always said, like, since they traded Tyreek Hill, is this kind of having a Ferrari and bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic instead of taking it out on the Autobahn and letting it loose? I think you adapt, and that's been the brilliance of Andy Reid. He's adapted to what the talent is. Okay, we got Patrick Mahomes. They've adapted what they do offensively, which is totally different than what he did in, in Philadelphia. And we got all this talent, so we're going to be this. Well, now this year we don't have that. We've got a great running back. We've got an offensive line, so now we have to be this. And that's the brilliance of the job that Andy has done, and the team has bought into it, and, and, and obviously they're in the ultimate game because of it. Coach Billick, I want to talk about something that's really important to you and something that I think that's important to really former athletes, anyone that's suffering from longstanding pain. Now, let's be honest, your 2000 Ravens inflicted some too, yeah. so you guys are personally to blame <laughs> for this. to do that. Talk yeah. about signal relief. The signal relief patch is like you've got one there yeah. to show off kind of how you got involved, how that works. And man, I uh, believe that, I, again, that you guys are to blame for some of this, that some of those defenses you put out there may be on the hook. And now you're helping them. The I'd, I'd have handed these out after our games to our opponents. <laughs> yeah. Just feeling sorry for them for that very – this is the real deal. I get approached about a lot of things, uh, obviously, and and – this is the real deal. It's unique in this fashion. I mean, it's all about, obviously, dealing with prohibitive pain. The real healing comes from working through prohibitive pain. I don't care if you're an NFL player or whether you're just a hacker golfer like me that's after 18 holes of golf has a sore lower back. The key is that motion is medicine, okay? So working past that pain, how do I do that? You go into a pro training room, there are hundreds of thousands of dollars of mechanics, of STEM machines hydrotherapy pools, whirlpools, to help the players do just that. Signal Relief is an amazing product. It's reusable, so it's very affordable. What I love about it is you put it where you need it. Okay, if I play 18 holes of golf, it's going to go on my lower back. Yeah. If I get out of the pool, I swim three days a week, it's my shoulder, my upper back. It helps you deal with that prohibitive pain that allows you to do the other things to kind of work your way through it, the muscles and the joints. Arthritis, muscle stiffness loves inactivity. So you got to be able to work. The more you do, the better you feel. The better the feel, the more you do it. 
Signal Relief is the real deal. Go to SignalRelief.com. Look at the way this was developed. This this is military grade. The science of it is unrefutable. Uh, you put it where you need it. It's 100% money back guaranteed. I guarantee it's going to work for it. SignalRelief.com. One yeah, promo it's code one year. coach. Yeah, yeah. Pro, use the promo code coach for That's 20% right. off. And that one patch is one year of relief. It does is this because right? you wow. have an adhesive. There's a stick that you put on it, and that's why you put it. When I play racquetball, pickleball, my elbows. Right, and you can just move it around I wherever put, the next I, problem. I put is. it up here, that's so huge. you can put it where you need it. And again, it's reusable for about a year, so it makes it very, very affordable. Oh, before we let you go, coach, just something I've always kind of been interested in is coordinators getting head coaching jobs. Yeah. Okay, they're great at the X's and O's. They were a great offensive coordinator. They led the number one offense. But then you bring them in, and what's that interview process like about finding out about how can they how they can change culture and how their leadership is? Well, that's the challenge because yeah. no one's going to question your, your your credentials. Yeah. They really don't have the expertise. They wouldn't know what questions to ask, quite frankly. They yeah. assume that you know what you're doing, uh, whether you're on the offensive deep side of the ball. But that's really where it comes down to. Can we identify, do you have those, can you do the other things? Mm -hmm. Can you deal with the entire team? Can you deal with the media? Cultivating that relationship between the coaches and the personnel. Um, that That's what you're looking for. Do you have those abilities that take you outside of that? And, and, and you're going to be right about 50% of the time. Some guys can make that transition. Some can't. Yeah. Well, coach. If you had, were forced to, you're, we're at Mandalay Bay right now. If you went down into the uh, sports book and you were going to place a bet on the Super Bowl, what are you, what are you doing? Patrick Mahomes. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, and I, I was in San Francisco for a number of years, emotionally attached. I would love to see them do well. They've got a great team, but at the end of the day, I don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, NFL analysis in general may just go downhill. We, we do we need all these shows <laughs> right. out here? Just no. Patrick Mahomes. Forget the Matrix. It's <laughs> Chris just, Sims. You, exactly. We, right. we, we don't need it. We're, I'm with you, Coach. Thank you so much again. Glad to do it. SignalRelief.com. Use uh, promo code COACH for 20% off. Great Appreciate stuff. it, guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much.